Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hal Hitler, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin. How do you like that? I don't. How do you like? <laughs> how do you like them apples? I don't. <laughs> we swear, it's on brand. Yes. Not for who we are as people. No. But for the episode that we're doing, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> this is a controversial film. What? This is a controversial film. This, this is a controversial <laughs> film. This is a controversial. Screw film. the continuum transfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> what is that from? Dude, where's my car? Okay, yeah. But yeah, this is a controversial film. Yeah, no, it definitely is. I mean, it's my first note, and uh won't say it's a, if it's a positive or negative, but yeah, it's basically just, uh, this, this movie's got balls. I kind of looked into a little bit of how it got made and stuff like that, but I'm surprised it exists. I know, right? Because it's Fox Searchlight, which so had been, So it's Disney. Yeah, so it, it had been bought by Disney. Disney, this isn't the first time they've done something like this because, like, way back in the day, Disney had Daffy Duck as Hitler in, like, yeah. a, in like a cartoon. Yeah. I mean, times go. are a little bit different, but... Yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's there's a lot of, like, racial insensitivity in those old... Like, oh, Looney yeah, some Tunes of them are really bad. <laughs> and especially Disney. Yeah. Like, damn. Dumbo? <laughs> Oof. Wow. Oh. Wow. But, yep, we are here for our Jojo Rabbit episode. The movie finally came near us so we could see it. I mean, I actually didn't see it here. I saw it in Cleveland, but oh, right. But uh, I had to seek it out in Cleveland. Yeah, you had to go digging. I had to dig for it. I actually drove like a half hour to go see it, though. Yeah, I mean, we drive like about 20, yeah. 20 minutes to a half hour for most theaters. It was, like, by us it was like 25 minutes. I drove out to go see it, and it was at that fancy-ass theater I was telling you about with the salmon. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Fucking slamming some salmon in the, in the back bro, of the movies. You always know I'm slamming that salmon. Bro, you've been slamming salmon lately? <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, I fucking slam salmon and fucking jam ham. <laughs> you ever jam ham and some fucking slamming salmon? There was, I'm trying to remember what it was. I was listening to one of our episodes, and you had a joke that made me laugh so hard because of how stupid it was. <laughs> oh, all of them? <laughs> but, yeah. I don't even remember. I was like, I think it was in the Terminator I, episode. I can't remember what it was. Well, that whole episode is is kind of stupid, though. <laughs> if I if I do say so myself, I played it for people at work. I was like. You need to hear the beginning of this. I, yeah, I showed Megan our Arnold impressions. What did she like, say? I was like, they're fucking great, right? She's like, yeah. <laughs> no, she loved it. She <laughs> liked it. <laughs> All right. She she always gets a kick out of it when I get to get to doing my impressions around the house. <laughs> what are we doing here? Well, we're talking about Jojo Rabbit, a Fox Searchlight film 
who is now owned by Disney. And we are in the wake of the recently released Disney Plus. Yeah. So you actually had it before me. When I came over to record... Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. I saw that you guys were... Uh, we were perusing. Yeah, perusing. And it was funny because I know your dad's a big big hockey guy, as is your whole family. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there in, in the living room, and he's just like, I don't really care. It doesn't have hockey. And I'm like, um... The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your brother pointed out Miracle. Yeah. Hello. It literally has something for everybody. I actually remember that now. I, I completely forgot that that happened. And then hearing Miracle, and then I was like, oh, Miracle was in the Dirty 30 episode. It was in my top 30. There you yeah. go. It's a dirty movie. Have you watched much of Disney Plus? Um, Not too much. You might not believe this, but I watched the uh, Marvel Universe expansion fucking quote docu thing. It's like a it's like a vi- uh, YouTube video. Going Watch that. Soft DC all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, discock. That's what DC stands for. Discock. <laughs> discock <No>. comics. <laughs> yeah. You you get that new uh, a new fifty two from discock. <laughs> it's fifty two. Centimeters. Damn! Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I don't even know how big that is. <laughs> yeah. Any of our it's UK than fifty-one centimeters. That's true. Any of our UK listeners, send us a message on what the uh, size translation is to inches for us. <laughs> we could Google it, but we're not going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I watched the first two episodes of The Mandalorian. Right. I still have to watch The Mandalorian. It's not bad. There's a few things that I'm like, uh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. That's but what, that's what makes it modern day Star Wars. But it's John Favreau. Yeah. So that's awesome. And at least as far as like production like value, really high production value. They do a really good job of keeping the Star Wars vibe and like the feel of everything. That's very cool. So that's cool. There's some some cool callbacks to some a few things. Uh-oh. Taika Waititi voices a character in the first episode. Really? Yeah. So that ties into this. Also, Star Wars on 4K is fucking awesome because they remastered the movies. So wait, wait, wait. Disney Plus actually can stream in 4K? It streams in 4K, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I have a 4K TV now, but my PlayStation is not a pro, so I it doesn't do me any good. Well, you have a smart TV, right? Yeah. You can just probably download it on your smart TV. Yeah. Oh, right, and then yeah. you can just watch it directly from there. Yeah. Ooh. Bro, cheating the system. Bro, <laughs> but I watched. Uh, I watched a little bit of Empire, and then I told Brianna, I was like, we should really start watching Star Wars because now like Disney Plus is out and the new one's coming out, and she yeah. hasn't seen any. So we started a New Hope, and I was just gonna say like, what do you start with? Do you start with the prequels and work your way chronologically, or do you start with the good, go into the I, bad? I had and- a. Uh, back around. I had a this conversation with someone uh, this weekend when I was in the city, and because he was going to show his girlfriend Star Wars for the first time, and he was like, "I don't know what to do. Like, maybe I'll go chronological. Like, I, you know, or would George want me to start with the originals?" And I was like, "This is how I pitched it to Brianna. I was like, one and two are the worst two movies. So if you want to get into it, you're gonna have to sit through two dog shit movies before we get into anything good." Right. And so I was it's, like, "It's hard to hook somebody." Yeah. I was on, like, "I was like, I'd Cold rather Wars. start with four and five. And then, like, you know, we'll go from there. Because then yeah. but probably after five, you'll be like, okay, now I want to actually watch this. Yeah, but uh, that's fair. She's been enjoying it. I've realized, though, that, like, <laughs> some of the conversations we're having are, I'm like, God, I'm so nerdy. Cause, yeah. Because she's, like, asking me questions. Like, the movie started, and she's like, why does RTD2, like, walk away from C-3PO? And I'm like, well, he just doesn't give a shit. He's like a honey badger. <laughs> I was, yeah, like, he he's, I was like, he's on a mission. She's like, what's, what's he doing? And I'm like, 
Let's go to the planet Tatooine. She's like, what's that? I'm like, it's like the Las Vegas of the Star Wars world, like slime and villainy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all my Vegas fam. <laughs> And she, the Jawas kind of like who are those? I'm like the Jawas, like space junkers. <laughs> yeah, dude. See, you know, see, I don't, I don't get too, too thick into the mud when it comes to uh, explaining, mansplaining Star Wars, mm-hmm. star splaining wars. But, <laughs> but when it comes to uh, if we're watching a Marvel movie, oh boy, because like I'll react to something, I'll be like, <laughs> she'd be like, why did you do that? Because <laughs> it's like a little nothing thing, like. Like, literally just somebody walking by, and they're just like, tell Agent Tucker to suck a fuck or something. <laughs> they don't say that. But, you know, like, they'll say they'll name drop somebody who's not even in the scene, and I'm like, oh, nice. And she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, it's just a reference to a character from the comic books who's probably not going to show up in another movie for, like, six more years. <laughs> but it's just really cool that they acknowledge his existence in the world. It's like, he's actually Captain Britain from, the, from issue number. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, I get I get real dorky when it comes to that shib. Yeah, Brandon actually told me that he started Star Wars with his girlfriend, and it was the same exact thing. That like those franchises make it hard not to sound like a total fucking dork. Yeah, when like, try to those are the it. Tusken Raiders. They ride yeah. banthas. They attack their enemies with gaffy sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb bitch. <laughs> so. But uh, you know, we started that, and she's enjoying it. It's- Those are Ewoks. Don't mind them. I will. <laughs> Don't mind them. Nobody likes them. I will say though, Star Wars in 4K, like the originals in 4K, is really cool. Yeah. Like I turned on Empire, and I was like, "Yo, this looks like a real like this looks like a new movie. Like it just came it out. It looks like a new hope." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did it give you a new hope that the next Star Wars is really good? J.J. Abrams. I have faith. Double J Abrams. <laughs> we're doing a course correction for Alderaan. Of course. You know, he we were actually as long as as long as he fixed these movies in less than fucking twenty nine parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is the longest Star Wars movie ever though coming out. Oh thank God. Yeah, well, he probably needed it. He's like, well, Ryan Johnson fucked me. So now I have to make two movies <laughs> because I basically need to make the middle movie I wanted to yeah. and the last movie that it should be. I'm hoping it's going to be good. It's funny. I actually, I was looking up like Star Wars scores. I always forget that The Last Jedi had like a 95 on Rotten Damn. Tomatoes. Yeah. Critics loved it. Yeah. Well, what do critics know? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. They don't know shit. They don't know shit, but that, I know something what? that you don't know. What? Now I got something to tell you. That's Nelly. You don't know when I got something to do. I don't know anything about. If you want to go and take a ride with me. Oh. To Why a... do I feel this way? Hey, must be the movies. It... <laughs> hey, it must be money. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey there, Nelly. We were playing a uh, Trivial Pursuit last night, actually, and a Nelly question popped up. Of course, yeah, yeah, like you do. That is very trivial. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I'm in you, pursuit. Wait, wait, you want to hear something awesome though? Oh, okay, like, yes. So we were playing adult Trivial Pursuit, like so it was all like tits and dicks and stuff. No, 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 no. Like you need to be smart. Christy Mac. Okay, I don't know who's that. It's a porn star. Okay, but uh, it, there were all questions for the most part that were like Ron Jeremy. You actually need to be. <laughs> You all need to be, you need to be smart to get these right. Okay, so I would have crushed it. Exactly. But I was actually winning for a while because just coincidentally the categories 
or like the questions that I got. I got a Harry Potter question. Okay. I got a Bugs Life question. <laughs> I got a hockey question. Wow. And I you got cheated the system. Yeah, they they were bullshit and a SpongeBob question. Oh my god. Yeah. For adults, huh? For yeah. SpongeBob and Bugs the, Life it for grown ups. It would literally be like, this is how it would go. They'd be like, all right, the category is insects. And you have the entertainment one. And I was like, oh, it's going to be Bugs Life. And I was like, Hopper, baby. And then they were like, what is the insect that the, the ants have to fight against? And I was like, oh, my God, it's grass. I think I just I answered the question. Yeah. before it. <laughs> it is Hopper. Yeah, <laughs> I actually just showed one of the things watched on Disney Plus is I showed uh, Logan Bugs Life for the first time. Did you like it? I think so. He better have. I don't know. You put anything in front of that kid. We just saw Adam's family this morning, and he liked that. And I'm like, you didn't watch half of it. Did you like it? No. <laughs> Brianna actually saw it, and she said it was pretty why, nothing. Why did she see it? Her and her grandma went and saw a movie, and like that was just what they chose. That was like, the only thing that like worked at the time. I didn't realize she hates her grandma. <laughs> but or the, I didn't realize her grandma hated so her. Wait, was it really that bad? Because I've heard mixed things. I think it being nothing is pretty on point. But for a uh, she for, said for a kids movie, there was some cute moments. I didn't pick up on any of those. No, was it really dark? No, not even that. Like it just wasn't funny. There was, it didn't have like charm to it. It was it was just super lame. Okay, I was just not into it. And I like a lot of animated movies, but they gotta have something to them. Yeah, like I'll I'll even give like the first Hotel Transylvania a little bit of credit, as much as I don't want to. It's yeah, like because there's... they had like like EDM and stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I love that <laughs> because I take Molly on the regs. So. Clearly, I want I want all of that, but no, I uh, I just didn't find anything endearing about the movie. Mm. That's one that I've been like, it's been playing, and I'm like, if I have time to go to a movies and like that's like one of the only things that works, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, I went I with Logan, mm-hmm. so I couldn't take him to see like Charlie's Angels. Speaking of movies, though, should we do our totals? Oh yeah, why not? Because you flew away. Yeah. Well, I think he did. Come sail away. Come sail away. Come sail away. I don't know any more lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time we talked, though, I was ahead slightly. Yeah, you were up by three, and it made me really angry. Yeah. And then you went off. Yeah, I was pissed. Yeah. Why don't you say where you are first? No, why don't you say where you are first? I was winning last time, so you got to say where you are. That's oh, is that how, how it goes? Loser, how it works. loser yeah. goes first? Yeah. I am at one. Mm-hmm. 69. Ooh, damn. Stay there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I'm at 162. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're beating me by three. Now I'm beating you by seven. Wait. Yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Um, How's that feel? It feels like the way it's been this whole year. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Status quo. Uh, what did you see, though? Oh, my God. So much. Oh, notables. Don't go through everything because we've we've bannered for a little bit of time already. A little bit. Uh, I saw Hotel Mumbai. Okay. That was cool. I actually I like that. It. Yeah. I actually like that. And Changeland with Seth Green. It's Seth Green wrote and directed. And it's like him in Thailand with um I don't remember his name, but the like the main dude from Road Trip and uh McCulley Culkin. Okay. Is any good? Yeah, I actually liked it. It's Changeland? Yeah. I've seen that pop up a few times, I think. It's a slow burn and it's like a uh it's like a moody emotional movie. It's like okay. a guy Seth Green plays a guy who's like realized like his wife has been cheating on him. Mm-hmm. And it's he goes on this trip to Thailand with his best friend 
but the trip was supposed to be planned for as an anniversary gift for his wife. So now he's just on this trip with his, his best bud, and he's, like, super depressed and moping around Thailand. But, like, his friend's just trying to be like, fuck all that shit. Like, let's have yeah, a good time. Yeah, a good time. They run into Randy Orton, who's a wrestler, so I was like... So you're like, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Macaulay Culkin really likes wrestling, too, so I was just, like, into it. Nice. But, no, besides that, like, it doesn't fully stick the landing. Like, it was really funny because I watched it with Megan... Uh, she's a, like a huge Macaulay Culkin fan and Seth Green fan, so she really wanted to watch the movie. And I was like, 2019, let's fucking do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so uh, we get to the ending, and the way it ends, I can tell the ending was like minutes away. Because there's some there's some things that just having done this and talking about movies for so long, I'm just like, oh, there it is. That's that's the signal that it's about to come to an end because something like happens for this one for Seth Green's character that makes sense as a completion of his his character arc. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, the movie's about to end. And then uh, <laughs> it does end, and then Megan is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm just like, what's the matter? It didn't stick the landing for you? I was like, how did you feel about the movie overall? Yeah. And she said, I was 100% until that that ending. I'm like, well, that's what you get. And <laughs> it, this is probably the third or fourth time she's told me, but she hates cinema as an art form. Really? Yeah, she hates it. She, d- she doesn't like it as a style of storytelling. She doesn't like it as a style of art. She would bother her that you have a movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bother her, but it's just funny because like if an ending is any way like cryptic or, you know, she doesn't like that. Non-conclusive or yeah, something or there's just there's room to like imagine or find your own answers. She hates that. <laughs> she wants <laughs> She wants it to be like, this is a good guy, that's the bad guy. What happened at the end? Bad guy died, good guy got the girl. Get the fuck on with your life. <laughs> like, she wants 100% closure because otherwise she just carries it with her. Okay. She's like, damn it. So. All right. But I thought it was fine. If it was fine, I might check it out. I've watched I'd say f- it's worth looking at. I watched a few stinkers. Movies that of note that I've watched, and I told you this already, I watched the Alien uh, documentary. Right. Highly recommend that. I really liked it. This I thought was funny. I watched The Art of Racing in the Rain. Oh, yeah. And I've seen like the trailer. Like I've seen stuff. the trailer. Well, I actually haven't seen the trailer. I saw the poster when it was out. I saw the Blu-ray at Best Buy. And I see that it's the guy in his car and he's cruising, the dog's hanging out the window. And I was like, oh, nice, sweet racing movie. Yeah. And then I turn it on and the dog starts narrating the movie. And so, oh, like, the whole movie's That from, must like, have been so weird. It was like. He's basically talking, like, it's the voice in his head and he's talking. And yeah. isn't the voice in his head the guy from the other dog movies? The guy, what do you mean? Is it isn't it um Dennis Quaid? No, it's uh Kevin Costner. Oh, is it? I I yeah. could have swore Oh no, Dennis Quaid is in like the Dog's Purpose movies. Oh, okay. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a Dog's Purpose and like a Dog's like vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, return of a dog. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I mean, I was like, wait, what the fuck? The dog like dog speaking. It's one of these movies. Okay. And then literally it becomes a movie about a family falling apart because the wife dies of cancer. And I was like, wait, what the hell? And then it becomes a courthouse drama. Awesome. And then the dog rides a, a fucking car. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but like I want to check out this movie. But the whole movie is des- like literally like my complaint about it is I said this to a guy at work. The whole movie is designed to just make you like upset. Like it's it's supposed oh. to make you cry. And actually one of the guys at work saw it and he was like, man, that movie's a tearjerker. And I was like, well, it's like, I feel like that's all they were going for with it. Yeah, that was the plan. And I watched Piercing. Piercing is weird. Did you see that? No. 
I didn't even hear about that. Piercing is based on a novel which was written by, you've seen Audition? Yeah. So the guy who wrote the book that Audition's based on, he wrote a book that Piercing is based off of. Oh, gnarly. So it's crazy. So it's crazy, yeah. And it's basically a guy. Is it Japanese? Uh, No, it's not. Korean? But uh, no, it's not. But it's basically this guy. He wants to hire a prostitute for like BDSM purposes. As but, we as we do exactly, but basically his plan is to kill her. Like that's as how he do. that's how he gets off. But ben, but she has other ulterior motives, and it's just like this weird BDSM violent craziness. That sounds awesome, and it's like a, it's like it's short too. It's like short and sweet. It's an hour and twenty five minutes. That's perfect. Yeah. All right. So. Well, now that you're done explaining that. Let me just put my dick away. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> BDSM, you say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yet anything else that you saw that was of note or no? Um, no, not really. Some dog shit. I might go see Charlie's Angels tomorrow or Ford v Ferrari. Go see Ford. Yeah, because I might end up being an episode. Yeah. Might go see Ford. Yeah. V Ferrari. <laughs> Is it Ford V Ferrari, Ford versus Ferrari? It's Ford V for Vendetta. There. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess last bit of movie news. You saw the thing about the about Joker. What a uh, billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? It's big a, big fucking deal. It passed the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that just goes to show you that nobody cared about Dark Knight for Batman's sake. It was yeah. all about it was all about <laughs> the Joker. But uh, yeah, I I was curious though because I saw that it was it had cracked the top fifty all time. So I was like, oh, I wonder what other radar movies have cracked top fifty. Yeah, and answer zero. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, oh damn. And then I I saw it. And I was like, it might pass the Dark Knight, and it has already. And it might pass like the Dark Knight Rises. If wow. it passes Dark Knight Rises, it's gonna be like top twenty. Jesus. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for Joaquin and. Uh... The whole team. Uh, one one tri- trivia question. What do you think, out of the top 50 movies of all time, what do you think is the lowest rated movie? Or, oh. or here, a two-parter. What percentage do you think is the lowest rated movie? Mm, like Rotten Tomatoes wise? Yeah. In the top how many? 50. Top 50? I'd say the lowest. Percentage. Oh, man. Because... You're talking just how much money it makes, mm-hmm. not how good it is, because yeah. it's a huge difference these days. It's so annoying, though, because you'd figure if a movie was poop. I'm going to say mid-20%, like 25, 26. It's in the high teens. No. <laughs> it's 18%. Is Why it they... a Transformer movie? Oh, shit, yeah. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, now I'm going to narrow it down. Is it fucking Knights of the Round Table one? No, no, no. Take it back. Take it back. Dark of the Moon. Nope. Dark of the Moon is in the top 50, though. Okay. But it's not that one. Which one is it? Age of Extinction. I didn't even know that was one of the That was the one that I told you, the the... guy, Mark Wahlberg kills a man with a football. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) It's it's honestly, it would be in my top 10 most hated movies of all time. It's brutal. That's great. Yeah, and I saw, I was like, I wonder what, and I'm going through, and there's a few, like, in the 50s, like, some Fast and Furious movies, and it's like... Yeah, of course. Like, number 15 is, like, Age of Extinction out of 18. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man. (laughs) People just... sucks. People just spend money on uh, dog shit movies. It happens. It's so sad. I'm sure a lot of the top 50 is disappointing. There's a few that I'm like, oh, geez. Because like, there's like, you know, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdoms in it. Like, yeah, of course. Like every single parts of the Caribbean movies in it. Yeah. Rightfully so. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of pirates and Caribbeans, I'm going to 
segue to a place that has nothing to do with either of those. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Flawlessly and smoothly, we're gonna we're gonna sail away from the Caribbean on our pirate ship. Mm-hmm. I've also been playing Uncharted recently, like the last Uncharted game, which revolves heavily around pirates and stuff. So this is on brand for me okay. right now. But we're gonna fucking hop in our boat. Mm-hmm. Gar, matey. <laughs> you say these things and I disagree. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Of course. Yes. And we're gonna sail the open seas. Gar. Gar. <laughs> and we're gonna drink rum. Arr. And talk to pirates and parrots <laughs> and parents <laughs> and parentheticals <laughs> and parentheses and parachute pants. Ooh, okay. And parakeets. Him. And pocket snacks. (laughs) 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 And we're sailing all the way to the trailer park. I like pocket snacks. (laughs) Well, I often bring pocket snacks into the movies as much as I can. Like tater tots. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We've all seen Napoleon Dynamite. What are we talking? Well, we're talking a trailer that I actually, the first time I saw this trailer was when I was going to see Jojo Rabbit. And as I was watching this trailer, I'm like, this is perfect for this episode because you get some action, but like a little bit of that dry humor and that that good old classic Guy Ritchie tone that I I do love. I love his old stuff. The uh, Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. And a little bit of a return to form with The Gentleman. Coming in the double deuce. The double, yeah, that is the double deuce. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this movie. You're like, let's do The Gentleman. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I only wow. just happened to catch the trailer. This didn't play when I went and saw JoJo. Uh, so I've I'd l- never seen it. Nice. Have you seen it now? That, like, well, before well, yeah, I, I watched yeah. it on YouTube when you oh, told okay. me about it. Yeah, I'm not really... I mean, the two movies you mentioned are great, but I'm not really a Guy Ritchie fan. Well, that's the thing, because we've talked about him on the podcast before, because he did Aladdin. Correct. Which we obviously loved. But (laughs) (laughs) this, the reason why I'm excited about this is because if you look at the movies that are his best, it's the movies that are of like this similar topic. The kind of like underworld, like crime world of England, the UK, and mobs butting heads and gangsters in England and stuff like it. This looks like it's almost if you wanted to make a Guy Ritchie trilogy, it would be Lock, Stock, Snatch, and then it looks like this is trying to fit that bill. That I was gonna say he has other ones that are like in England too, because he did the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah, but they're not like. And then for whatever reason, they're not like grimy, like gritty mob movies. No, because Lock, Stock is very funny, and so is Snatch. Snatch is very funny. Mm-hmm. So like he's really good at blending the humor with like super violent stuff, but in that really like kind of snarky, dry British way. The last movie he did was also kind of like another like English movie. Aladdin? Oh no, not not the movie before that. Oh, okay. I was gonna say like, Aladdin's not very English. Sorry. I mean it's in English. Yeah, it's in English. That's what I meant. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, no, but he did King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. The fuck? I, I don't it's, remember that. It's really bad. Nice. But yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i not the biggest fan. Maybe this will be like, uh, you know, like a return to form because I think Snatch and Smoking Barrel, that's, 
I think his second and third film. Like I think those are yeah, early. Yeah, they're really early. But yeah, you want to take a look at this? Yeah, let's get it started. I want you to play a game with me, Ray. I don't want to play a game. Oh, please. No. I said play a game with me, Ray. Man. Right. It's funny because Hugh Grant is British, right? I want you to yeah, imagine. I so. But he's still doing an accent in this. <laughs> he's making it thicker. Yeah, no, he is. Like, that's yeah. not how he actually talks. Like, he's making it almost like talking. Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer. That line of Matthew McConaughey just said. Mm -hmm. I would like you. That he didn't even know the cameras were rolling. He was just letting him know. Sweet Mary Jane is my life. The plot begins to thicken. Now, I can't be specific about the heroes and zeros, but our protagonist oh, yeah, I forgot. is Colin a Farrell. hungry animal. Mm -hmm. I like Colin I was, Farrell. I was going to say, I feel like he likes Colin Farrell. I explode so many people. I'm like, Colin Farrell. But he's <laughs> been in some really bad movies, but he's also done some rock stuff. What's the one of my phones? How do they find it? Make inquiries. His name is Fahok. We're split with a PA, so it sounds like Fahok. Please! Harry Fahok, Kanda Fahok. Please! That, that shot, like in the trunk coming out shot, that's. Yeah. Well, it's, that's made famous by Reservoir Dogs. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to stamp that out quickly. These people are gonna clean house. But still, like, just looking at the tone of this. This jungle. really does look Only like he's survive. going back to what kind of what, made what it, him what he was. Yeah. Violent, but funny. It's definitely radar, right? Oh, Gotta be radar. For sure. There's already so much blood in it. They're drug dealers and gangsters. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's really warming up now, isn't it? There's only one rule in this jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. So Anything music. Not a big fan of that, but yeah, whatever. It's this <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm into it, man. Like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of Lockstock and Snatch. So if he's going back to that, and he's going back to like that style, that humor, and like that grit violence i'm fucking in it yeah i think if if it's funny and the violence is visceral i'm probably gonna enjoy it hopefully the story's smart but like i think if it gives me at least those two i'll at least be entertained because a lot of his movies lately i haven't been entertained so yeah does the release date concern you at all because it's january yeah it's early 2020 yeah um i don't know not really concerning I think this is the type of movie that he probably knows it wouldn't get nominated for anything anyways, so they just probably just pushed it back. Yeah. It was just like, well, this movie's not going to be nominated for an Oscar or nothing, so who cares? I'm glad that he is the director and writer. There's a couple writers, but he's one of them, so I'm glad that it's it's his vision, and it's not something where it's like, oh, there's a project that was passed around by like five different people, and Guy Ritchie right. picked it up or something That's like that. That's what I mean. Like This feels like a Guy Ritchie movie more so than pretty much anything he's done in the last however many years. Yeah. As opposed to, like, Aladdin isn't a Guy Ritchie movie. It's a Disney movie that Guy Ritchie directed. Mm-hmm. You know? Super different. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uh, I'm i not going to get too excited because we know better, but 
honestly, it's hard for me to not, you know, be eager to see what this is like. Yeah, this is actually this is a solid trailer. Like yeah. we, we've we've had trailers even for movies that we've been interested in. Like I would say like Doctor Sleep and stuff is one of them. Like yeah, and that trailer didn't really spice yeah like it up for me. Other than it throwing back the the shining score, that trailer didn't really do much for me. But I was still excited for it. This movie or this trailer, I should say, I actually think is pretty solid. Like this is something that I definitely think could get people in the seats because it it looks like it's going to be action packed. It looks like it's going to be funny. Yeah, and um, there's recognizable faces and, in yeah, it. Yeah, good like, cast. Yeah, so I think I think this has uh, potential. I think even like a casual movie fan, even if they can't tell you what movies he's done, I feel like people just like recognize also Guy Ritchie. Yeah, like if you see his name pop up, you probably have seen his movie, one of his movies. You had to have seen one of his movies. Hopefully, one of the better ones. Yeah. Well, I I think I think most people have seen Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Because that was like right when like uh. And now the first Sherlock Holmes wasn't bad. Yeah. No, that was that was like, a good movie. I liked fine. it when it came out. And that was like, you know, right around like Iron, Iron Man. Man and stuff like that. It was, that was right after Iron Man. It was maybe a year after or maybe the same year even. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, this, I'm looking forward to this. I hope the release date is not a sign of what we're getting. I also know that Kate Beckinsale was supposed to be in this and then she dropped out two days before they were supposed to start shooting. Oh, weird. So that I don't know what's the deal with that, but that could be scheduling that, yeah. issues. You never know. She was all whatever the opposite of. Hello, governor. <laughs> Goodbye, governor. Goodbye, governor. Crikey. <laughs> We're getting Australian on this. <laughs> Foster's Australian for Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is Machine Gun Guy Kelly Ritchie. Is Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Blimey, you fuck. <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is the gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> The you King's got, Gentleman. Exactly. You got anything else on this? I don't. Let's get the fuck out of here. It smells like tea and biscuits. And crumpets. Crumpets and cricket. <laughs> it smells like cricket. <laughs> <laughs> What's that smell? Oh, oh it's cricket. just polo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tea man. time for the queen, eh? <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> hey, don't you ever say anything bad about Mary Poppins. She's a lovely lady. <laughs> she is. All right. Both of them. Both Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the new one I wasn't too big on, but Emily Blunt, she's awesome. She's great. She's great. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Jojo Rabbit now. We are. We, I mean, we could keep talking about Emily Blunt. But... I think we've gone on long enough before talking about this movie. I don't think we've gone on long enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you long enough. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit, Zip. though. Damn. Taika Waititi, though. Yes, our boy. Did you know that he was trying to make this movie for the last 10 years? Really? Yeah, that's how long he's been trying to make this. Wow. Now, did you know that this was based on a book? No. Yeah. So I didn't know that when I was going to go see this movie, but this movie is based on a book called Caging Skies that was written by Christine Lunens. I think that's how you pronounce your last name. Oh. But it must have come out a while ago because he's been trying to make it for 10 years. Yeah, damn. That's crazy. I feel like it's really... I, I can only imagine what the pitch was like for this movie where he's like, so it's going to take place during World War II and we're going to follow this Nazi boy and his imaginary friend is Hitler. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really funny. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Well, how does the movie open? Well, the, the small boy yells Heil Hitler about 42 times Yeah, running really down the street, mm-hmm. but he's happy about it. Yeah. And everybody's really happy about it. 
I was watching this movie and I kept thinking, I was like, I feel like there's only a few people that actually probably could have pulled this off. One being Taika. Yeah. But like, this could have really been a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a tight rope walk. And I mean, we could talk about it now, but I think the way it's written, it's brilliant. Yeah. Because knowing that it's a tight rope and knowing the controversy of basically your protagonist is a young Nazi boy yeah, who is in love with Hitler. Yeah. That's really hard to sell to people and make the character likable because mm-hmm. of what we know of real life events. So how do you make Nazis funny? How do you, or how do you make it so you could actually laugh at such like a tragic time in history? And I think they walk that tightrope by making it super outlandish. Yeah. I mean, We'll get into it, but I think they do a good job of letting you know who the jokes are on. Right. Because I know a lot of people were like, well, you shouldn't be like having a good time with like Hitler. Like what the, you know? Yeah. And like, I felt the same thing. And there was a few jokes in this movie that I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. But then like almost everything is coming down to like making fun of how brainwashed people were by Hitler and like how stupid they sound and how ridiculous and, and bigoted they are. Yeah. Like that's, that's what it all comes down to is making fun of the, you know, stupidity in some ways. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Taika Waititi directs this. We've talked about him, I think a few times. I mean, we did a trailer park on this. We did, he was mentioned for sure in our Marvel episodes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Thor Ragnarok, what we do in the shadows, hunt for the Wilder people. Flight of the Concords. That's why I love him. That's, yeah. that's my favorite thing. And he wasn't even, I looked it up. He only directed like a few episodes. But, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he's the writer on it as well. I really like the cast in this movie. Oh, dude. Crazy cast. Yeah. Roman Griffin Davis. He plays Jojo. Thomas and Mackenzie. She plays Elsa. I've also realized that she only takes good movies. I recognized her from something and I couldn't figure it out. And well, I she was just up. in The King. Oh, okay. But she was in that's Leave right. No Trace, which came out last year. Leave No Trace is still sitting at a 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So, and I think I think this is her third film. So, like, The King, a 100%er than this. It's Damn. Like, oh, okay. Scarlett Johansson, she plays Rosie. Taika Waititi is in this as Hitler. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> if it takes you 10 years to make the movie, you bet your ass it's like, fine, then I'm playing Hitler. Yeah. He's- <laughs> Give me something. I wonder if, if it was hard to cast that. Yeah. I mean, there have been plenty of Hitler's but they're to, not like to play, this, though. Yeah, to play Hitler up for laughs isn't probably something that either a lot of people would not want to do because they don't feel comfortable. Yeah, or just wouldn't be able to pull it off the right way so that it would actually stick at the landing the way it needs to. And he's really important. With oh, the yeah. way that he plays that. Sam Rockwell is Captain Klesendorf. He's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. He's He's one of my favorite parts of this whole movie. The next person I'm going to tell you, I think he steals every scene that he's in. And he's in a lot of scenes with with uh, Sam Rockwell, but Alfie Allen, who plays Finkel. <laughs> okay, yeah. He is hilarious. And if you just watch him and just look in like, the background, because he's usually just kind of back there. Yeah, just... But like his mannerisms and stuff are around. hilarious. And there's the part when like he's... He's holding his like cape when he's in that costume towards the end. Oh, yeah. And it's just so good. <laughs> Rebel Wilson's in this. She plays Froland Rom. Yeah. Still not the biggest fan of her. <laughs> yeah. Stephen Merchant, though. Oh, he's great. Yeah. And it's the second time this year that he has a somewhat small role peppered into a movie. And he's really good in it's it. one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie, because it's yeah. the same thing with Fighting With My Family. Oh, uh, and Good Boys. 
I was thinking. Right. I was thinking of another movie when you were three. talking about that. Yeah. Then three. Yeah. He just <laughs> pops up into things, <laughs> and then he just adds a flavor, and it's like, oh, by the way, this is the best scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because Good Boys, he literally was the best scene in the movie. Yeah. Fighting with my family though, he's really funny in as well. Yeah. Archie Yates, he plays Yorkie. That's uh, his friend. Right. Yeah. That's his. This is his debut. Really good cast on this. A lot of people. A lot of people doing their part. Uh, my. So my first note was just like, wow, they're really just starting with this kid screaming Hail Hitler to everybody. <laughs> like that that just showed me the balls that it had. But then my next note is just Sam Rockwell is awesome. I think for me, Sam Rockwell really steals the show throughout this movie. For me, it's Scarlett Johansson. All right. So here we go. I have made jokes. The Brie Larson oh, thing. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. What are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the kind of guy to ever cheat, and especially not on my beautiful wife, mm-hmm. mother of my child. Mm-hmm. That being said, if Scarlett Johansson wants to come <laughs> over for dinner, and the three of us can sit down and try to work out some sort of open relationship deal, yeah, <sighs> I love Scarlett Johansson. I, I was gonna say she's she's not even just hot. I don't want to be like a dog. She's just. I'm like looking at her and I'm like, she is beautiful. She is so fucking pretty. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's a goddamn angel and we need to build statues for her in literally every city. <laughs> so you liked her in this? She was great. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but she was, but that was a big part of it too, was her charm in this. It wasn't just physical appearance. It's like just the type of person she well, no, that's what that's like, what this is. I think her best performance ever. I was really, really high on her performance in this, and all of her scenes were scenes that I'm like, don't ever leave the screen. <laughs> like this is so good. The scene when she she puts like the ash on her face and she plays oh, both yeah. the dad and stuff. That's that was so good. That was really good. And there was, she has a bunch of really, really good lines in the movie too. And there's one part where there's the people like hanging in the town square, and she like the little boys like what did they what did they do and then she said uh like they did what they could or something like that yeah, like exactly she has a bunch of really great lines and i love the whole, the whole part where they're like walking on like that that wall mm-hmm. she for me she is the best part of this movie and there's a lot of great like parts to it or there's a lot of great performances and stuff in it yeah for sure yeah she doesn't she doesn't necessarily bring as much comedy as other characters but she is the heart and soul of this entire movie yeah yeah like, she is she is this movie, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Roman Griffin Davis, though, this is his debut in any film. Okay, that makes and sense, though. I thought he was really good, though. Yeah. I think he is going to be a star. I could definitely see him. Because, I mean, like, we've had some pretty good child performances this year, but usually there's parts where I'm like, I can tell you're like, you're a kid, like, you're not doing too yeah. hot right here. <laughs> I thought he was so good, though. Yeah. Like, really good. Even his friend, I thought was really good. Yeah, and his friends mainly just there for comedy, but like I, I really liked him. And then Thomas and Mackenzie is just, just great in general. But we already knew that. <laughs> we are, we already know. I, I was really impressed with him, though. You want to get to Sam Rockwell though, because yes, you love him. <laughs> want to talk about Sam Rockwell? He definitely brings the most comedy to this, mm-hmm. and this is actually going to go to the to the writing. I'd say I'd throw this more so to the writing than just Sam Rockwell. But something I really like about this movie and the way it was written and uh, the amount of attention that is put into this. Every character that really needs one has a character arc. 
I really like his arc in this. I Yeah, exactly. Like, I love his character. Because at first, I guess we're going to start getting into spoilers very soon. So just heads up for everybody. But at first, like, the whole setup of can't really see out of my one eye. So I got demoted to watching these fucking kids. And he's, like, all pissy about it. And he's drinking and stuff. They make him seem like he wants to be, like, a Nazi and be in the war and stuff like that. Yeah. His story arc almost seems like he's just, like, a failing downward, like, fucking nazi general mm-hmm. and he's just getting demoted and demoted and demoted and he's just getting closer and closer to the bottom of the barrel and that turn at the end mm-hmm. and uh not even at the end but before the end when uh you the, find out as the movie goes yeah. on that he's really not like about the cause anymore he's just going through the motions yeah because this movie is funny when it wants to be and then at times it's not funny at all oh, and dude it yeah. is sh- sometimes it is shockingly upsetting yeah Yeah. but i was gonna say like there's moments of like real shit in this movie and i think for him it's like yeah like you know if you were nazi and you were in the war and stuff you weren't getting out of it because if you were trying to get out or you were trying to join you know the the other side you're just gonna get hung or shot or whatever so it's like he's kind of trapped and i i felt like when the movie starts you just think that he's like a demoted nazi but like he's and he's angry about that but really he's kind of just like I'm kind of stuck here and like he doesn't believe in the cause anymore because he just they keep they know that they're going to lose. Yeah. Well, and he knows that they're going to he lose. knows they're going to lose. But there's other people that are like and again, it's all about how people are like so, you know, brainwashed, brainwashed and the propaganda and stuff like that. Like a lot of people know that they're going to lose. And there's people that are just like blinded by it. They're like, nope, you know, like we're, that's not going to happen. Right. So he makes a few choices like in the middle of the movie and then at the end of the movie that I'm like thought were really awesome what they did with him. Oh, yeah. Seeing this movie take that amount of like detail and care to actually give everybody some kind of an arc, mm-hmm. you don't see that in a lot of movies. You generally see it with like character A and character B, the end. Yeah. But like Scarlett Johansson has, as a, you know, she's got her story, and then JoJo, and then um, what's the girl who's captive again? Elsa. Elsa. And then Sam Rockwell, like, I think that's something that needs to be, like, applauded. For me, like, I feel like the heart of this movie is, or, like, what it's trying to tell you is really take a look in the mirror and realize or, like, think about where your biases come from. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of this is this kid has biases towards, you know, Jewish people. But then as the movie goes on, he realizes, like know everything i've been like told to believe is is a lie basically yeah because he's like where are your horns you're supposed to have horns and then she's making up lies i like that she goes along with everything and she just feeds him fake information yeah because i'll say this i had no idea what this movie was gonna be going into it the trailer does nothing to show you that this is what the movie is well the movie presents itself in trailers to be a comedy but really this movie is a little bit of everything yeah but yeah you're talking about what the movie's about like i feel like it's really about analyzing your own biases or like as a society looking at our biases towards people and stuff like that and also it's just about redemption yeah yeah i really i like the story more than i because i thought it was just going to be another like i've seen what we do in the shadows and stuff i thought it was just going to be another good time and like i said it's a little bit of everything and you're going to laugh at parts in this assuming you like this type of humor because if yeah. you don't i've heard i've heard really like you know vast things about it people some people are like this is the funniest movie and some people are like i did not laugh once <laughs> oh man i was i was dying there's one part and i saw this movie in an empty theater oh yeah i was literally right. the only person in this theater and there was one part where i laughed so hard like well uh, what was it 
it, if there's two lines like back to well, there's two lines then something that happens right afterwards is it and just I, a stupid gag it might be but like literally he's like talking about like they threw a grenade at me but fortunately I have indestructible legs and then he's like alright I'll see and he just dolphin dives out the window <laughs> I, I, I died at that that's awesome <laughs> you know yeah. I lost it <laughs> I there are a lot of really silly silly gags in this a lot of the Hitler stuff is are you amazing part but... you're talking about the Heil Hitler part with all the people in the house there's that that's that, great that that's moment. the Stephen Stephen Merchant scene that whole inspection scene is amazing because there's some really funny stuff and there's like a lot of tension, tension it, yeah which I guess that's like a running thing it's just like if you can have Nazis inspecting a house where we the audience know a Jewish person is hiding wow tension mm-hmm. immediately the other one that like early on stood out to me is uh Again, Sam Rockwell just selling it so well. This is the first time you see him in the office after JoJo had the accident at camp. And he's yelling at like the main guy who's helping him with everything. I forgot his name. Finkel. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's yelling at him. He's just like, no, no. the I wanted the dogs, not German shepherds. Oh, and it's yeah. like these ac- Germans who are shepherds. shepherds yeah. I was like, that is <laughs> so stupid and amazing <laughs> they just brought him five german shepherds he's like no like i wanted the dogs like not this he's like get them out of here why are they here i laughed a good amount in this movie i didn't i wasn't dying at it actually like i think they overdo it at times with with like the ridiculousness of what like german you know or like nazis were like meant to believe jewish people were yeah like that joke gets overplayed i think but i think I think that was a conscious decision to be like, all right, if we're even going to joke about stereotypes and these horrible insinuations of a whole bunch of people, we need to make it totally insane. And not even everything they said is made up. Some of those things are actual propaganda from the Nazis, but then well, I think- I, I know that. It's just that there's like four scenes that are, that are revolve around it. But doesn't that pay off at the end of the inspection scene anyways? Mm, I don't th- think because there's like three scenes in a row where basically it's like Jojo goes up and he's like, here's my book. I'm going to write. And then he just starts writing. Yeah. And then he leaves. Okay. And then he comes back. About halfway through this movie, I was kind of like, I was actually getting a little bored. I was like, where are you going with this? And then basically once the people come to the house, then that's like where you get all your payoffs. Right. Because the then- first half of this movie is really funny. And then the second half gets very serious. Yeah, really sad. Yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah. I felt really bad. There's a visual callback. Which is genius, by the way. Yeah. Because and I don't the, even want to say what it is. Yeah, we won't say what it is. It, but, uh, but the setup to it, because as soon as it happened, I was like, that's why there was such a focus on this one thing. And there's like four scenes earlier in the movie where there is somewhat of a focus on something in particular pertaining to one of our characters. Yeah. And then it's genius because that setup and then it allowing the audience to see it before your the main char- character yeah. sees it. And it makes us, it makes, first it makes I actually us gasped feel. When I saw it, I was like, yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Dude, I, it, I sunk, just sunk to my stomach because, like, for the most part, the movie has been pretty upbeat and, like, like you said, funny. And then that happens, and it just my stomach sank because we see this first. So now the audience has to live with that knowledge and that bad feeling, and then we have to witness our main character 
realize it and then we get to feel it all over again and relive the pain through our main character yeah so it hits you with it twice Mm -hmm. in the same scene yeah i wanted to cry it was it was rough i i actually said this the other night because we were talking about movies that made us cry this year this movie didn't make me cry but it it was close yeah i it hit me in the feels for sure i was surprised that this movie even did that because i wasn't expecting that yeah dude again we keep saying you know funny and stuff like that and i kind of mentioned this already it says in the trailer for this movie that it's an anti-hate satire anti-hate like you really need to know that because i keep reading that people are like offended by it and i think people are missing where the jokes are supposed to be directed to which we we said already but that's something like i want to reiterate when we're talking about like the comedy and stuff yeah. like that i'm also not a huge fan of this offense culture because nine times out of ten the people who are most offended aren't the parties who are being joked about it's people who feel like they need to defend to kind of almost seem like they're better than you mm-hmm. like i hate that i hate that nonsense i hate people who don't understand what satire means because i have worked in satire and have had to argue with people and have other people argue on my behalf to explain, like, do you not understand that the purpose of it is to be, like, bombastic and idiotic? Like, I am aware the things I'm saying are bad. I'm not stupid. <laughs> you are stupid if you can listen to the tone of my voice and believe that I full-heartedly believe what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, even on this podcast, I do that all the time, <laughs> where I just make an outlandish statement that is clearly through tone i try to layer it on thick so like there if you hear it there's no way out of context you could be like he must really believe that (laughs) but people do not understand satire yeah i also i think a lot of people might be judging off the trailer yeah because like when you watch the movie i felt like and again what you said like you get a payoff where the nazis get what is coming to them I think if you see the movie, it's pretty clear. I think a lot of people might not have seen the movie and they just want to complain about it. I don't know. That sounds about right, too. Yeah. But I have something I wanted to pose to you real quick. Mm-hmm. So spoilers for not any ending stuff or anything, but spoilers for a reveal in this movie. So jump ahead a couple minutes. If it's what I'm thinking is, this is a huge spoiler. So, so Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. We come to find out that she is kind of covertly helping the... Well, I mean, the whole plot that we realize in the movie is that Scarlett Johansson is hiding this Jewish girl in their house. Yes. Keeping it a secret from her son because he's just so brainwashed by the movement. Yeah. And his father, they believe, is just missing, but Mm -hmm. he was part of the Nazi army and he's missing, but he's actually working for like the revolution, basically, Mm -hmm. on the other side. And he can't come home until the war is over because... He's basically become the enemy. Yeah. So that's what you realize later. So Scarlett Johansson living in Germany, like in secrecy as sort of like a double agent Mm -hmm. during the time of World War II. Now, oh, Black Widow. (laughs) I I know she she is. She's much older than she looks like. It's this weird thing like where like you see her and she looks like she's 30, but she's actually in her 70s or something like like this is based like in the comic lore and everything. Okay. So is it possible that Scarlett Johansson in this is actually Black Widow undercover trying to topple the Third Reich from within Germany. And this is all kind of like a cover-up. Oh, and wow. this is actually backdoor MCU. You know what? And Taika? And Taika? And Taika? Yep. 
exactly. So you see where I'm going with wow. this. Wow. He did Thor. Like, wow. Okay. Prove me wrong. Am I right? Wow. And okay. Sam Rockwell's in the MCU too. Sam Rockwell's in Iron Man too. He's the one who kind of finds Whiplash and oh, gives him wow. gives him the funds and is like, hey, come work for me. That hammer. This is this big. This is big. I don't think it is. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I like I like when you realized what I was doing, you're like, ah oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no. One thing that I do want to talk about, and this is this is snobby shit, but I love the way the movie shot. Oh, my last note, I love Taika Waititi's style. He yeah. de- he has such a presence behind the camera and his style of like storytelling through like the visuals and stuff is so his own. And I also love like the color palette. Well, that he I was going to say and, like, that the yeah. set design is fucking awesome. It's really cool too, because like any movie that takes place during this time, like world war two is usually like a gritty movie. And yeah. then like this movie's like really bright and like colorful. Like when they're in Scarlett Johansson's house, it's really bright and beautiful. And then when they get into like, the war parts of the movie, it gets really gritty. Well, that's what's but, super uh, cool about it too, is that contrast of seeing, seeing the city when it is intact, colorful and it's sunny and it's all these different, like, you know, color palettes that they're working with. And it's like really cool. And then the shit, Shit hits the fan, and yeah. then it's crumbled buildings, and it's smoke, and it's ash, and it looks dirty again. Yeah, like it looks like what we generally see from these World War Two movies. I I really like though his shot composition because he does a lot of like asymmetrical shots where yeah. it's like it'll be like a wide, and you'll be like straight on, but all your characters will be like really far off, just like in like the left corner, and then it just gives you like this whole landscape just to look at in the back and stuff like that. And uh, during like conversations, there'll be like off-centered shots and stuff like that he's got a really good eye for the camera this is probably up there for me in terms of like my favorite shot movies for the year yeah i would say it's like top five and the editing on it is smooth yeah i mean we just saw dr sleep which is you know house of a thousand crossfades yeah (laughs) house of a thousand crossfades you like that (laughs) but this like i mean similarly like especially with comedy sometimes you have to cut things in a very specific way for a joke to hit. And sometimes like if it's like a visual gag, like the way you edit the scene is like crucial mm-hmm. being mindful, not only of the shot composition, but how you edit certain things and how long you sit in certain moments and make sure that like you capture a mood or you capture a feeling or you let it's, it's about comedic timing. How long do you let it sit before you move on to the next beat? Yeah. And he has such a feel for that. He's so good at it. He really not only has kind of mastered the the art of capturing film, but also the art of capturing a joke in comedy, yeah. which is really hard to do. Well, there's moments where it's like something happens and it's funny the first time and then it happens again and it's not as funny. But then it happens a third time and it's, and it's even funnier funny. than the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We talked about it when we talked about like you know Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that, but he's definitely someone to to look out for. Actually, I mean, we were talking about this before when the trailer came out. I wasn't even really looking forward to this movie that much. The trailer didn't really like do much for me, and then now like all the layers behind it. After I saw, it, I'm like, damn, yeah, I feel, I feel like a fool. I feel, <laughs> I feel like a fool. You got played, sucker. Yeah. yeah. So what do you uh, what do you say? You wanna you wanna talk about some tomato tomatoes on this one, or you got anything else for the for the peeps for the swampies? Um, I think we covered everything for it. I mean, yeah, it was, 
it's if you like this type of dry humor, you're gonna like it. Yeah. I think if you know what the movie's intent is, you're gonna like it. Right. It's definitely not a movie for everyone. I understand that. But I yeah. feel like if you know Taika Waititi, you know that it's not for everyone already. Right. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> like like if you've seen his movies, you probably know what you're in for. But yeah, I got I got more than I was I was expecting in this. Yeah. Really my my only complaint for the most part is just what I mentioned earlier where I think the middle of the movie drags a little bit. I think some of the the beats get a little redundant with the kid just kind of going back upstairs and talking to her and going back down and it's a lot of the same. And then I even mentioned this, but like I don't think I just I don't like Rebel Wilson. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I she actually got one good laugh out of me though. See, she didn't. That's why I'm like maybe I'm just biased like cuz there were lines that she had that I was like that is a funny line. But I just don't like your delivery of it. Mm, yeah, no, she didn't bother me in this. Honestly, it's the best thing I've seen her in all year, well, which that, isn't for, saying anything for, for sure, for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just either I just don't like her delivery, or maybe I'm just like, see, I like you're too far far gone. <laughs> I liked the bit at the end of the movie when it's all hands on deck, and she straps a uh, grenade to one of like the Hitler Youth kids, like the little boys, and she like arms it and goes go give the american a hug <laughs> like i actually liked that i was like oh my god but there was but, like you want to talk about offensive in this movie it's bad enough that they're nazis now that she just strapped a grenade to a child wow. that see that didn't, that didn't do anything for me <laughs> i kept keep thinking about the parts like she's probably the most like ditzy character in the movie or like stupid character in the movie i yeah, would say and everyone else seems fairly grounded yeah or at least like People have a lot of smart humor, and then her humor in the movie seems more just like dumb humor. Because <laughs> like, what, what was she banana peelish? Yeah, like she was talking about something though. I'm trying. I, to, I don't remember the joke, but she was when they were in that office when Scarlett Johansson brings JoJo to Sam Rockwell. She has like one line in that that's like really ridiculous. Because oh, Scarlett Johansson said something sarcastic, like yeah, she's like, yeah, why don't you like make him a messenger, give him a gun or whatever, send him into an active war zone, and then like Rebel Wilson walks over, and goes, all right, here's a gun, and like hands it to JoJo and everything. Yeah. But, and then there's like the the other scene at the pool when she like scoots over, but it takes like a while. A while, yeah. yeah. Like I don't know, it's probably just me, but. I, out of all the actors in the movie, she was the one person I was like, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. Man, remember when she was coming onto the scene and people were like, man, she's so funny. Yeah. Like pitch perfect. Yeah. And now her stock has plummeted. Another per- person from pitch perfect whose stock plummeted and started a movie with her. Adam, Adam Devine. Devine. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I don't like him anymore. I like to stand up, but I, yeah. Movies. No, I loved workaholics and I like his stand up. I've actually seen him live do stand up. Really? Yep. And uh, I fucking hate his movies. Yeah, he really doesn't do many good ones. (laughs) I can't really think of a really good one. I'd say the answer is none of them. (laughs) I don't like him. Jexy. I hated that. But yeah, actually, the best film that he was in was when he was in a Blink 182 music video. There you go. (laughs) Uh, You want to get into the tomato tomato? Hit me with it. All right. The critics. They're coming at Jojo Rabbit with a 79%. All right. So we're talking C+. Plus. C+. Plus. Hmm. The audience, they are bringing in Jojo with a 97. Whoa, A+. Plus? Yeah, so they're going C+, plus critics, A+, plus audience. Holy shit. What you got for me, sucker? <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Holy shit. 
A plus to a C plus. That's two whole letter grades. Yeah. So dead middle is a B plus. Yep. But you know what? Hmm? I'm going to go tomato. Tomato. Okay. All right. No, wait. No, no. Sorry. Tomato. Okay. That was the A plus, right? Yeah. I'm going to go tomato. Yeah. And I gave it a B plus. Nice. I'm dead in the middle. Nice. Okay. That's why I was just like, oh, well, I guess they're both the same. Mm-hmm. Whether I say tomato, tomato, but I felt really good about this movie. Nice. This for me, I'm going tomato. Mm-hmm. And I'm going A minus. Wow, really? Yeah. I was on the fence for an A minus. Yeah. This is maybe top ten. I yeah. think it would, I think it'd be low in the top ten, but it's got a shot to be there. It'll be. It'll definitely be in the conversation. It, it surprised me. I mean, maybe it was because I had less expectations for it going into it. But ah, and this is where we differ. You had high expectations. I had really high expectations. There are a lot of bits that I liked. I was expecting. I just. I think I was just expecting something different because I wouldn't say what I got was better or worse than what I wanted. Mm-hmm. But I didn't laugh as much as I thought I might. I think that's that is something that is a little bit of a bummer for me is that I didn't laugh as much. I think it's intentional though. Like they knew that there's there's a heart to the story that they need to get to, and maybe. You know, you do have to leave behind some scenes where there isn't any sort of levity or there isn't any humor. Like, you need to be very careful when you're walking this line that they had to walk. Mm -hmm. So I understand that. But, yeah, like, this is, I think, if I went in like you with low to no expectations, I would probably have given this an A-, minus. but just speaking from when I walked out of the theaters, I was just like, that was good. I liked it a lot. But it didn't it didn't deliver what I was expecting, or it didn't deliver to a level that I was expecting. I mean, but for, that's really my own fault. For me though, like, yeah, like it didn't make me laugh as much as I thought it would. Like I was expecting like a Thor Ragnarok, what we do in the shadows, laugh every minute type thing. Like yeah. but I think it's even better that it doesn't do that because it spent it gave me more emotional beats than I thought. And like yeah. this movie was probably the closest I've been to crying without actually crying. Um, okay yeah i'll give you that and yeah i mean also just like the ambition that went along with making this movie because it's like really surprised it got made (laughs) yeah especially after disney bought it like i'm surprised this didn't land on the chopping block with all the other fox movies that they threw out yeah and i'm you said at the beginning this movie had to be very smart and you had to walk a thin line Otherwise, you would get into the offensive territory. And I think it does a really good job of making things funny, but also getting serious when it needs to be and like making you know what side they're on. Type yeah. Thing. So, I mean, yeah, no, I, I was I was impressed with it. That's a, awesome. A minus. It's funny that when we did the trailer park for this, I was like, oh, I can't wait. And you're like, I don't know. But then we see the movie and you're you graded it higher than me. <laughs> but yeah. that goes that goes to show you if you walk into movies with no expectations you generally have a better time because you allow a movie to kind of surprise you and this movie did surprise me but yeah like i said it just um didn't it didn't give me exactly what i was expecting but that's really on me i have a feeling that now knowing what this movie is if i watch it a second time my grade might even change because that that has been happening because now we're into the part of the year where a lot of the movies like I'd say half of the movies that came out this year are on Blu-ray or available to rent mm-hmm. or are popping up on Hulu or Amazon Prime or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm re-watching a lot of stuff from earlier this year that Megan missed so I could show her. And I'm noticing my list is like changing. Like yeah. I'm changing grades on some movies when I go revisit them. And I'm just like, you know what? Better or worse or both? 
Both. It depends. Like some things, I'm like, man, I was so high on this, and now I'm watching it because, like, Toy Story like Four. Oh, Toy Story Four. I rewatched yeah. and uh, ditto on that. Yeah, and I was just kind of like, oh, um, this slipped for me. Yeah, like I think it was I think an A plus when I graded it, and I might have slipped it all the way down to an A minus now. I think mine was an A, and I think I would put it at A minus because I watched it again with Brianna. Yeah, yeah. So like, some some things just didn't live up the way uh, the way I thought. They was would. there something else that slipped? I'm just curious. Um, not that sticks out in my mind because I didn't grade glass very highly, anyways. But I kept it where it was. I think I gave it like a up? D or a D minus. Go up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Let me double check. The only movie that's gone up for me, like with rewatching it since we did an episode, was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think oh, everything yeah? else like has stayed the same. Well, that's the thing is most of the things that are like really good, I graded high anyways. I mean, I've given a lot of A pluses on this show. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's one thing that went up. I watched Endgame again and I gave her an A plus <laughs> plus. So fucking good. <laughs> I've seen that movie probably nine times now this year because now I'm having actually, it on Blu-ray. I actually haven't watched it in its entirety since I bought it on Blu-ray. Oh, I've watched it like three times in its entirety since I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched it a lot and every fucking time i get at least like four sets of chills and i cry every <laughs> time i know it's coming i know exactly when and somehow still i'll be watching it and be like how am i crying right now <laughs> and every time cap leans in and says hail hydra the arm like arm hairs just stand up and you i'm just the, like you get the chilies i'm just like how <laughs> i know it's coming it's not a surprise anymore it shouldn't be as cool but it fucking is and when he says avengers assemble and they charge i get so hyped <laughs> so that's an a++ now so that did go up all right all right you know what else went up my wiener <laughs> the movie that i've watched the most this year like on blu-ray since it came out is actually us. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've watched it like three times on on Blu-ray. I re I rewatched that. And I watched showed that to Megan, and um. Oh, she did watch it. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. She watched us, and she watched Midsummer. Nice. Yep. One thing, just getting back to JoJo. Do you think this will be nominated for Best Picture? Right, because you were telling me before we were recording. Oh, well, that was last what I was going. I'll right? say. It, I'll say it on here. So yeah. So JoJo won. The Girls People's Choice Award at the Toronto Film Festival. Yep. That award is a really good barometer of what's going to be nominated for Best Picture or even win Best Picture because the winner of that award is almost like 50 50, the winner of the of Best Picture at the Oscars. At the, very, at the very least, if you're nominated for that, you're almost always a nominee for Best Picture. The last time that the winner of that wasn't even nominated was 2011, but it was like a weird ass year where none of the movies nominated were nominated for best picture that year. So So like eight years ago was the last time. Yeah. And then the winners of that award have gone on to at least be nominated for best picture and half of them have won. Yeah. So out of the last eight years, four, four of those winners have been the winner of best picture. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So I would say, yeah, it would be surprising because you don't see comedy land up there very often. Yeah. But that's why like, like almost never. I, I said that, you know, earlier, it presents itself to be a comedy. But then if you watch it, it's really not like it's right. silly. But like, like I said, when it's not silly, it's really not silly. Yeah. So no, just food, food for thought, because I was I left the theater being like, I, I would love to see it up there. That'd be great. Yeah. 
And I would love to see Scarlett Johansson get a nomination for Best Actress. I think she could with this. Yeah, no, I think, definitely. I think she could. Dude, you want to talk about crying and knowing what's going to happen? The other night, I say the other night. This is probably like two, three weeks ago by now. <laughs> but Logan, Logan just wasn't falling asleep. So I sit with him on the couch and I'm like, all right, I don't want to just sit here in the dark and silence for however long it takes for this kid to fall asleep. So let's watch something. But I wanted to watch something that wasn't going to be stimulating for him. So I'm like, well, it would be so boring for a toddler. Her. Because it's not super, you know, vibrant and it's not loud noises. It's a very subdued movie. movie, Yeah. Very quiet movie. So I can turn all the lights off, put on her, keep it low just until he falls asleep. I've watched this movie a bunch. I don't need to watch the whole thing. As soon as he's asleep, I'll put him in bed, and then I'll be out. 1.30 in the morning rolls around. He's been asleep for probably an hour and 20 minutes, <laughs> and I am still watching this movie crying so hard. It's just the middle of the night, and I couldn't not watch the movie. I was dead tired, but then it gets it gets to that ending. I was bawling like a little bitch. Yeah. I, it gets me every time, and I'm like fuck this is bad like I, I shouldn't have watched this before going to bed like it's so sad but it's like happy sad but it's not but it is but it isn't and i was getting sad in the middle of the movie during the happy parts oh. like when they're like when he's like running around with her in his pocket and stuff when they go on their double date and stuff like yeah that. and he's just being out in the open that like yes i'm dating my ai yeah everything like even the happy scenes in that movie made me so terribly sad because I know how it ends. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, oh, I know what's coming in the end. It's not going to get me this time. It actually had the opposite effect. I knew it was coming in the end, so it made even the the happy things sad. <laughs> so I had just a miserable time overall, and I love that movie. It's so good. I, I really love that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, man, we did it. We had we done it. We did it, man. Excited. We were nervous that we weren't going to get to do it. Yeah, I'm glad we got this over near us. Yeah. We got a lot of other movies coming to us real soon. We got a banger of a week coming up. Or technically, I guess by the time this episode is out, just passed. Because, like, fucking, we got early access to Knives Out. We got friggin', um... I mean, I the movie I want to see the most, I don't even know if it's going to come over here. Hopefully it does during that time. Honey Boy. Oh, dude, yeah. I think it's scheduled for wide release December 6th. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that. Lame. So we're going to have to wait for week one December for that. But there's, I mean, we just got Ford v. Ferrari. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood's coming out, or has just came out last week, or is coming out next week. Frozen 2. Yep. I guess that's something I can take my son to. Frozen 2 might be an episode. That one's in demand. Yeah, maybe. We haven't done a... um... We haven't done an animated movie since Toy Story. Wow, really? Yeah. Damn, we were doing a lot of animated ones early on. Yeah. We did, like, Lego, Toy Story. We did... Missing Link. Missing Link. And then we did, like, all those Disney remakes. So we did Dumbo and Aladdin, which, granted, they're not animated, but it's still, like, kids' movies, basically. Yeah. We were thinking of doing Pets... Or not Pets, Cemetery G's. Well, we did do Uh, Pets Cemetery. uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah, Secret Life of Pets or Angry Birds 2. And then uh, I saw both of them, and I was like, no to both. Yeah, I saw I saw both of them, but I saw them afterwards. You 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 took the brunt first, and then I I saw it at my leisure later. <laughs> yeah, I spent time in theaters, and I actually did have to pay to see those because I had to pay for Logan's ticket. Oh, damn. yeah, because I'm not going to spend money for him to get the A list. Not enough kids movies come out. T- Although 
if we do do Frozen 2, I know what we can do for the trailer part because I finally saw the trailer for Upward? Spies in Disguise. Oh, Spies in Disguise. Yeah. I was going to say. And Onward, the, yeah. The new, the new Onward trailer's out. I said Upward, but yeah, the new Onward trailer's out, which like we mentioned the first Onward trailer. The second one sold me. Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Cool as fuck. Oh, okay. You want SpongeBob trailer, though? Oh, yeah. SpongeBob trailer. Keanu's everywhere. It's not even that though. I I'm I'm really digging on the animation style. Really? Yeah. I'm not a fan. Oh no, that's it's oh, it's we're it, gonna... Dude, it's right in the wheelhouse of Spider-Verse. Is it? Yeah, it's 2D and 3D mixed together. It just looks it's a different style of 3D. All right. Well, you might have to sell me on that. That that'll be a fun trailer park in the very near People future. People are split on it because I like my animator friends are like fucking awesome. That's awesome. And then yeah. some other people are like I'm not into it. Yeah. And did you see the new trailer for Sonic? Yeah. I don't think the movie's going to be good, but the redesign yeah. is good. Yeah, the redesign is good, but that, that was kind of my thing, because I saw like friends of ours posting, like, I'm actually excited to see this movie. I'm going to be like, if you thought the only thing that was going to make the Sonic <laughs> movie a dog shit movie was the character design, you're yeah. gravely mistaken. Yeah, I don't... Like, it's probably a bad movie that had a bad design, too, now it's going to be a bad movie with a good character design. Yeah. Which means nothing. Yeah. I uh like I said, I don't think it's going to be very good, but at the very least, like I'm not sitting there like cringing looking at it. Yeah. Cuz that original Sonic design was gnarly looking. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. But I really like what they did, like cuz I wasn't sure how they were going to go with it. And I think they they struck a good balance with enough realism and making it like, you know. Yeah. It it reminds me of how like in uh like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, how the characters feel like they can live in a in a real like you know live action world, yet yeah. they're completely like cartoons, right? So no, I I like what they did there. I also like that that trailer totally is different. Like I thought it was literally just gonna be like we'll just change the character and we'll just like put him in the same scenes that we had before, mm-hmm. but like the tone of this new trailer is wildly different because. That was the other thing about that first trailer was like the Gangster's Paradise, Gangster's or, Paradise, yeah. and just the whole feel of the entire trailer was wackadoodle. Yeah, and then this one, they were like, "All right, we, we make them look more like the actual video game, and let's make it more fun because this trailer is way more fun." Yeah, and Jim like, Carrey still intrigues me with this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Jim Carrey, so yeah, I'm sold no matter what. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that shit because. Mm-hmm. He's literally my hero. Yeah, he's he's one of the first movie stars that I could actually say was like one of my favorites as a kid. Like same as I, I feel like when like I was old enough to be able to like I actually really like this person. Like I think Jim Carrey was like my favorite. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to see this movie. Same as <laughs> man. We've been been talking in circles all night. We really have. Yeah. We we got rusty. We're a little bit rusty. It's okay. We caught up. That's right, baby. Doing good movies, and we got more good movies coming at you. So stay in touch, stay tuned. Go to todosmoviereviews.com to, you know, check out all of these episodes. Go and look up our past episodes because there's some gold in there too, man. Mm-hmm. You can just go to movies that you liked from this year and just see what we thought about them. Yeah. It's a cool thing. You could also find written reviews on there and our merch store and see what kind of cool swag you can win. By leaving us five-star written reviews on Apple Podcasts. Go there, write us a review, win that swag bag. Swag bag, you hag. <laughs> it's the two-dude swag bag.
Welcome to Two Dudes Swag Bag Reviews. <laughs> We're going to review the swag bag <laughs> before we send it to you. Exactly. I mean, we technically would have to review it because we will have to decide what swag is put in said bag. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bruh. Bruh. We'll let you pick the size, but we're picking what's going in it <laughs> and whether or not we actually want to give you the right size. Yep. Because <laughs> you never know these days. We definitely gave like an extra large to a size medium fella. <laughs> so, <laughs> whoops. It's we just were, what we had. We were anticipating him gaining weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I saw his eating habits and I'm just like, you're young now, but the years will catch up to you. <laughs> You're, you're going to be thanking me in seven years when this shirt fits you perfectly <laughs> and your wife left you. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, well, that means he's going to find a girl and get married really quickly. Yeah. So congratulations. Good for, good for him. Yeah, yeah we should him. go to the wedding. We yeah. deserve it. Yeah. We were basically the reason it happened. <laughs> he's just wearing this oversized two dudes movie review shirt. And some girl's like, I want to fuck him. No, no. He looks hot. No, it's, it's more of an emotional connection. Oh, she's like, I listen to that show too. Yeah. It's my favorite. Yeah. I want to suck on your penis. No. I don't women talk. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I've only talked to the one for the last four years. So I don't know. I'm out of I'm out of the loop. So write us messages. Let me know how to talk to women. Not that I need to anymore, but you know, just in case I ever run into one in the wild. Yeah. In, in the tall grass. In the tall grass. And we can't get out. Because Stephen King. Suck at swampies. <laughs> <laughs>